Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Miles. Oh, I'm, I guess I'm still Jackie. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I fucked up the rotation. You just, you two split, and I am the normal one. This is a podcast where we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the giant media franchise from Japan. We've done it 102 times already, or some insane number. But this week is special because we're going to be talking about episode eight of the Golden Wind anime. Called What's special about it? Yeah. Just no other episode will we have talked about this episode. What if we talk about it again later? We can't. Oh. Then that invalid. What? As of right now, it's special. Mm. Uh, this is Sex Pistols appears part two, or Six Bullets appears part two. If you don't do your homework. Sex bullets. But before we get into anything, before even we go to Correspondence Corner. Before. I would like to even. open with a poem. Mm-hmm. I must be the only one who cares, but I often nearly drown myself. Not in the sea or in a river, no. I narrowly escape death drinking a glass of water. I only need a mouthful of water to suffocate, and I find myself unable to breathe. Generally, if I stay calm, I manage to get my breath back little by little. But recently, I almost passed out. That was a close one. That day, I miraculously escaped death to everyone's indifference. Hirohiko Araki. This is the author's note from volume 50, which is the JoJo volume where the manga chapters this episode is based on appear. Is he okay? I, I just don't know why he would write that. I feel like maybe... I don't think he's okay. Maybe there was one day where they were like, hey, we decided you should write an author's note. There's 70 fucking books. And he just ran out of things to say. And was like, I saw a bug once. I think it's a cry for help. I don't know if women are artists. Um, I'm bad at drinking water. I don't think you read that one. Did you read that one? On I didn't pod? read that one. There was there was one. Well, let's, let's read it. Let's go back to it. This isn't as poetic. It may be because recently I'm only interested in listening to female singers, but even when it comes to mangakas or writers, specifically in the field of the horror genre, when I read something that makes me go, man, this person comes up with really freaky stuff, the creator usually tends to be female. I won't name any specific names, but there you go. You should promote them, Araki. Yeah, I don't know why. Why is he saying it like he's not like accusing them? Anyway, this is just a personal opinion. But I don't think there have been any female prodigies in the architectural or art world. But when it comes to things pertaining to atmosphere and mood, there are a lot of women that put me to shame. And I learn a lot from them. I want to know how they're That's related. what I've been concentrating on recently as I look at the world. That's what he's been concentrating on. Why? I, I don't know. It's like, I feel like it's a weird um, topic, I guess. It's also weird to go. Like if it's like, if you notice like, oh, hey. I've been reading a lot of scary manga artists and they all happen to be women. Like, that's cool. But then he's also like, but women aren't really good at architecture. Like, what does that have to do with your the, the horror that you're reading? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. It's weird to put them down. But it's also weird that he's like, this is just my personal opinion, but there haven't been any. Like, no, that would be a, a fact, I guess. Or is he saying he's looked maybe, at... Maybe the previous statement that he said was just his personal opinion. No, because it's a new sentence where he goes, this is just a personal opinion, but I don't think. So uh, it's almost like someone showed him a bunch of great like female architects and he was like, no, I wouldn't call her a prodigy. No. <laughs> anyway, I looked it up and the first one. He's got one, a real high bar for architects and women. 
The first woman and women architects that received a very prestigious uh, architectural award was in 2004. A woman named Zaha Hadid. Uh, she has some great work out there. The buildings are actually really cool. I recommend looking them up. Um, I guess to his credit, though, 2004 is after he would have wrote this, most likely. But I mean, that's a silly assumption, Araki. Obviously, I don't see why it's relevant. And also, I don't. I, yeah, I don't see why it's relevant. I think there were women they just didn't get recognized or weren't allowed to be in positions. That that would let them create, you know, crazy important landmarks like uh, whatever that Frank Lloyd Wright building is. I mean... Falling water? Yeah. Women weren't allowed to do things for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then even when they were allowed to do things, they there was a lot of sexism. <laughs> so... You came for the anime. You have to hear the feminism. Um, anyway. This is just facts. This it's is just facts. We, like... I don't know why Adiki brought it up in the first place. This is related to He asked me to read this. Uh, Let's go to Correspondence Corner, Miles. God, why do we do this? This is from our boy Chad. Chad! Hi, Chad. Aloha, JJB pod crew. First off, congratulations on 100 episodes. Has it really been nearly two years? Oh, Jesus, has it? Yep. Over two years. God. Sorry, I didn't even realize the episode number had crept so high. Seriously, a lot of potentially great shows never cross the 10 episode mark. So a solid hundo is amazing and something to be proud of. Here's to another hundred and then some. We'll see. Considering that the stand naming convention is now completely set to musical references, we're probably not going to get any more straight subtitles anymore, are we? I guess it's not that big a deal until the dub comes around since we still hear what the characters are actually saying. Have any of you tried checking out any of the JoJo dubs, either the OVAs or the TV series? And if so, what'd you think? Lastly, the torture dance, as I've seen it referred to, might be going a little viral. I think I saw one of my non-anime fan friends, those are friends who are not anime characters, (laughs) posting a meme using the dance. If listeners have checked out the video Mark mentioned, it's definitely good for a chuckle now that the dance is animated. After I watched You Ganged in the Wrong Repost... I came across another video where this guy takes a genuine in-depth look at the scene. Here's a link. HTTPS colon slash slash. Don't, don't read the URL. It's just a bunch of gibberish. It's a link to a video by Xforts who does a five-minute breakdown of the torture dance. I would recommend you watch it at your own leisure. The important parts, according to Chad. The video mentions that the original song sounds like a stand-in for, what else, a Prince song. Also, the Called video refers... Pussy, pussy Control. Mm. Yeah, a bunch of people said that. Someone tweeted that at me, and I, I might be overriding what he's about to say, but sorry, but to be honest, I don't quite agree. There are some similar elements, but I put on the Prince song right after watching the torture dance scene. They're not really the same song. It, it might be a little bit in the style of Prince around that time, but... Do they have the same feeling, though? Not really. Not to me. Mm. One makes me want to control pussy. Mm-hmm. The other one makes me want to dance. And kick heads on boats. Mm-hmm. Also, the video refers to a very insightful Araki quote that explains nearly his entire creative drive. Also, you're not going to tell us what it is, Chad. You got to watch the video. Chad's the best promoter for Xports' yeah. YouTube channel. True, 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 true. If you true, want true, the true. answer, click here. Also, Bruno is the best single mom, and Mista is the best single dad. I'm not sure what that means. We'll find out. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Are we supposed to assume that every time Jodeci closes their eyes, they instantaneously fall asleep? It's true, because it's every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. Aww. Mm. This means that Jojo 
KC and whoever the, the DE is, they walk around with those like clockwork orange eye opener things on because they can't oh. fall asleep. Oh. Like if they're in the studio, they have to think about singing. So their eyes must just be pried open the whole time. There's more. Oh. Thank you, Chad. Nah, I always do that. Jump Thanks, in, Chad. Jump in the gun. Thanks, Chad. But yeah, like I said, I really want to see the dance on Blu-ray. Did we answer any of those questions? Um, I haven't have seen any dubs. Oh, yes. No. no oh, not seen any JoJo's I, dubs. I mentioned it once. I just briefly checked out Matthew Mercer doing Jotaro's voice. I thought he does a great job. Um, I feel like I've seen like a little bit. I thought, I don't know the guy's name who does the voice acting, but the voice actor for Joseph in part two, just his English accent and stuff, it felt a little too jaunty. Was it Benedict Cumberbatch? No, he didn't say penguins one time. Mm. Um, It wasn't for me. I mean, like JoJo's is over the top, but something about seeing it in English just felt weird. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's fine for people who like that sort of thing. Um, No, it is a good point, though, that when if people only watch the dub or if you forget and watch the dub later, you're just going to hear somebody say my stand arts and crafts. You're not going to hear something that doesn't agree with that. And then you look it up. You're just going to go. That's a weird name for a stand. Anyway, what I don't understand. What is it's art? I thought it was arts and crafts. I didn't hear. I didn't catch what he said. He said Kraftwerk. What is that? They're like this seminal German electronic group. What kind of me? What what song do they do? Like individual songs aren't very famous by them, but they have um, songs like Trans Europe Express. That might be one of their more, more listenable songs. But what's important about Kraftwerk? Uh, let's let's take specific examples. So Trans Europe Express and the song Numbers were both mm-hmm. sampled by Africa Bambada for uh, the song Planet Rock. So in a way, when you're looking at that sort of dancey origin of hip hop rather than the Jamaican dance hall side, mm. they're pretty important to the hip hop scene. And music mm. like his and was sampled by and imitated by early hip hop artists. And then he also inspired early synthwave artists like Depeche Mode, New Order, uh, Gary Newman. Wow. So they're they're really, really influential. It's very minimalist stuff, though. Like, if you heard it now, you'd be kind of like, all right. So kids... They're like pioneers of electronic music. Yeah. That's nice. You're like, some kids got a few oscillators. What's the big deal? But, you know, no one else was really doing that sort of thing back then. And that is Kraftwerk with a K and an E where the O should be. Jackie. Hello. Would you like to read an email? Sure. I was like, you're going to make me read the girl. She's just the next one chronologically. Okay. Do you want me to do this one and you do the next one? No, it's okay. Okay. This one is from Michelle. Hey, JJB gangsters, gangstars. Uh, Been a while. Sorry I haven't emailed. It's fine. Uh, And sorry that I'm sorry because you guys said we shouldn't apologize. Sorry. Uh Aha. College deadlines are coming and I wish I had Rohan's work ethic and abs. It's late, but happy hundo eps and hopefully another hundred. Uh, this is your legacy now. Anyway, here's some questions. No, more than that. I want more no. than that. That's true, though. If I died now in the obituary, no did, one would know about this. He did this. a podcast. But they'd be like, he did a podcast on something. Anyway, rest in peace. The funeral will cost $800. Uh, anyway, here's some questions. Considering that a lot of people love part, the Part 5 gang... What are your opinions about them so far? And how would you rename the stand names so that they wouldn't be copyrighted? Fuck pistols would make a lot more sense if stands were fucking the bullets. If the stands were fucking the bullets, as Jackie suggested. (laughs) 
Yeah. Also, can we finally let Miles say his red hot chili pepper lyric again? It's not time yet. <laughs> Every time he's about to utter it, I think Mark immediately starts strangling him. <laughs> thanks for the thanks for funny content as usual. Content. Horny, 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 Michelle. P.S. The voice actor of Narancha also voices Deku from Boku no Hero. And he just naturally sounds like a woman voicing a boy. Okay. One day I'm going to lock Mark in this apartment and the only sounds he'll be able to, he- able to hear are the deafening, uh, at a deafening volume, give it away, give it away, give it away. Mm. Give it away now. And it'll never stop until Mark ends himself. Wow. So far. Um, well, this episode I decided that Mista is very attractive. That's what I decided oh. this episode. So Mista is... Is he the hottest one? He might be. He Am might I be. the I hottest think, one? Yes. Yes. But, well, I don't know, man, because, well, I think to me, to me, I'm a Mista guy, but... You're a Mista Guido. <laughs> a Mista Gui. But, like, I can see how, like, I mean, Bruno is very appealing. Abakio is appealing. Bruno I, is daddy AF. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they all have their appeal, but I don't know. If you're into, like, the androgyny, yeah. uh, you can watch JoJo's. <laughs> I was going to say you can, you, you can like Abaccio, but I was like, wait, that's everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good amount. Um, I think Guido might be the, the hottest one. I think so right now. Guido. Um, it just has a, is that, is that all a, she asked about? <laughs> he's a very good looking face. Uh, no, she asked what we thought of each of them, but I just wanted to start with, I think I've decided, or I've, she, I've she realized Misa's really, cute. She didn't say each of them. She just said, what, what, are, do you, what do you think of them? I think we oh. don't know them yet. We're getting to know them. Getting to know you. I like them. I like. Individually. I like Narancha. I like them all. I like Abakio's lip color. I don't like how Abaccio is so mean to Giorno. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. In general, I like that they have these sort of rough and tumble backstories and they're from the same area. I, I do love Bruno. I think he's so cool. I think uh, uh, Giorno is the least interesting of I all I like Giorno. <laughs> but he's, the, everybody else is more interesting than him. Mm. No, I like that he has like a perverse side to him. Meh. Like there's there's a darkness there. We we want to figure we out. We don't how really see it though. Maybe he, not yet. But he got Pulpo to kill himself. I yeah, think. Well, he was a big bed. Is that not dark to you? Yeah. Well, fucking Mista just like executes three people and then later thinks he kills a fourth in this episode. He's probably killed hundreds in between. But those were all bad guys. I guess Pulpo was also. A bad I'm guy. sorry. Pulpo's just fine. But it's more perverse to force someone to kill themselves. I think. No. N- no. Nah, uh, yeah, maybe you're right. But like he was defending uh, someone from being raped. Right, but he also okay. But Giorno also couldn't have killed Polpo directly. He had to have it so that he killed himself in his cell. Yeah, but the inventiveness. He also didn't, I guess, have to kill Polpo, right? He didn't. Yeah, but he wanted to. <laughs> okay. Polpo sucked. He got that janitor killed. He said he couldn't forgive that's that. That's true. That's true. He insulted that janitor's life. He didn't. Yeah, but, but he, I, I think Guido is totally justified in killing those guys. Oh, yeah. In, in killing all four, maybe. And anyone else. And anyone else he wants. Yeah, 
Anyway. Anyway, that's what we think. Um, let's go on to the last email. This is from Shane. First time writer is the subject. Hi, Shane. Thanks for writing. Yeah, but is he a long time? Hello, JJB pod gang. I just wanted to say you guys are the funniest group of people and never failed to make me laugh. Whoa. I'm correct. <laughs> I've caught up with all your podcasts in a very short time because I couldn't stop listening. Wow. I have one question for you guys. I'm so honored. If anyway. the next JoJo part were to take place in current time, what musical artist would you like to see featured? Thanks again for the constant entertainment from Shane, your biggest fan from New Jersey. What? Uh, <laughs> Neil Young. Beyonce. Is, Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Is Neil Young still making music? Yeah, he's very prolific. Really? Mm-hmm. You know who else still tours? Bruce Springsteen. Kraftwerk, I just found out. Really? Yeah. They're like a two-person act, but they've rotated through like 12 people somehow, and yet the original guy, one of them is still there. Um, we've covered it before a little bit, but I guess if I had to get more specific as to today, there are some artists out there that just seem like stands, but um, I feel like if you were talking about music today in the last few years, you couldn't leave Kendrick Lamar out. Mm. I think you could just have a stand called Mad City, mm. and it was just a city that everything was angry with you. Um. Oh, like Mud Boy would be a great stand name anyway. Oh, I don't know that. Mud Boy. It's like, it's, that's the new album from Sheck Wes. How do you spell that? S-H-E-C-K. Wes. W-E-S. I've never heard of that. Mud Boy. You, you, you heard a song probably that's like, Mo, ba, ba, motherfucking floor. No idea no. what you're doing. Oh. I've been home. Um, Weird. <laughs> who, who, who else would be like an important artist? Beyonce. Today? Janelle Monet. I, w- I want something like and blast. Janelle Monet would fit in because she's also like bi. But that, but that might <laughs> not. But, but they don't mean like see her walking around inside the world. They mean musical reference. But, but I, I think she could also be a JoJo's character. I think like in recent years. More recent than that, who who would be? I guess Janelle Monáe is kind of recent. She's very recent. She goes back to like 2011 or something, though, doesn't she? Yeah, but <sighs> she also goes to today. So, no, yeah, she goes back to before 2011. Yeah, but I, so does Paul McCartney. I knew her from like 2008. Oh, what about Baby Metal? Baby Metal's probably too old. I don't know, Baby Metal. Oh, man. What baby would, Metal's like ridiculous. What would Baby Metal's like reference that actually sounds that seems like they could be a jojo character i don't know what music they do or anything but just like imagine a stand called baby metal yeah has cat stevens been in jojos he's too old i know but has he was the cat named cat stevens do you only listen to old men uh no okay it's definitely a big part of miles's (laughs) aesthetic true it's old old man loving you know who counts though who's that radiohead (laughs) That's old man music now. It is Cardi now. B. Cardi old B would enough. have a fucking stand. Cardi B. That's true. Perfect. But she's also been around for fucking years. I, unlike, Y'all haven't heard of her, but... Unlike Love and Hip Hop, right? You were sleeping. No, she. well, she came out with albums too. Since? Well, she had like EPs. Okay. So the cutoff is... Let me let me, let me me find out when... Um, the cutoff is 2012. When they first when they first came out. The thing is like when someone comes out, when they, someone starts releasing music and people hear it, mm-hmm. it's different from like when... You know, a couple thousand people kind of know. I don't know. It's like it's different. Should we use Google Trends? Yeah, use Google yeah, Trends. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, what you know. okay, okay. Because like 
most of the time, any artist that you hear that like blows up now, I'm sure SZA has been making music for uh, like a fucking decade before any of us heard of her. You know? Maybe. Maybe not a decade. Some she's of these she's are young. Pretty young. She's young. Never mind. <laughs> Run the jewels would be a stand. Could Card- be. Cardi could. Cardi would definitely have a stand. She's she's made an impact. Yeah. No. SZA released her EP in 2012. See, she's been around for a while. 2012. That's a while. Because the cutoff is when the Mayan calendar ended. As we all know, we're in a new era post 2012. Ah, okay. She started, Cardi started in 2015. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about when I say music of today. We need new. Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1 came out in 2015, 2016. Right. No, so basically. That's when I was, no, I was put onto her probably like a year before (laughs) uh, Bodak, but anyway. All right. That is the end of Correspondence Corner. (laughs) Um, should we move into the episode then? Where are we? Yes. Where are we in the episode? Nowhere. We picked up uh, where we left off last week. That's right. With no, the, it starts with the well. Yeah, it starts even before we picked where we left off. It starts with a truck. It starts with a recap. Yeah, there's a recap first. Doesn't every episode start with a recap? No. No. Why did they do it in this one? I guess you wouldn't turn it on and be like, well, why are they on a truck? In case these hoes forgot. Oh, sometimes these hoes forget. <laughs> Um, so it starts with a recap and then we just go into the intro and then oh, it doesn't start with the truck. It starts with like a little intro to Mista Mista's life. And then, yeah. And then we get to Mista's life. Yeah. It, it's him looking at some branches. It's, it's a weird, I, I don't know. I think when I was growing up in our ancestral home in New Jersey, uh, our table, I always sat facing a window and there would be trees outside the window and I would get lost. Looking at the branches, just like Guido. Oh, yeah? Uh, and then I beat up a guy in an alley for money. Oh. Beat him up because he made fun of an actor that you liked. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that, that they're like, they beat this guy up for just disagreeing with you. Yeah. And he didn't say like Italian movie actors or anything like that. He just said making fun of movie actors like he was just like tom yeah. hanks is overrated yeah like guido mista is like you have no idea how hard it is to be an actor <laughs> it's like <laughs> even the worst actor deserves respect that's right <laughs> um but yeah so mista has always lived a simple life he likes cheese he, he likes, likes wine he likes cheese he likes wine uh he, when he sees cute girls he hits on them even if they um turn him down um he beats up people for money if they but only if they are uh mean to actors um and he but he lives a happy life it's interesting he he, he like cat calls women but then later we see women being like hey like and i'm like did he meet them while cat calling them no they're not like hey well are they because i remember he's like hey you want to go out later and they were like "Uh, i don't really want to date you like they turn him down first they say hi to him uh, and then he's like, do you want to have fun later? And they're like, nah, we're busy. <laughs> it's like he kept catcalling them. And they were like, all right, we'll be friends. It's just really weird. <laughs> do like, women not like that? <laughs> maybe in Italy it's different. <laughs> uh, in Italy, there's no like social media or personals. Well, not in 1999 or whenever this right. is. Is this 1999? This is 2001. Really? Yeah, 99 was part four. Ah, 2001 is the best. That was like a good time for me. What month was it though? Yeah, that's important. I want to know <sighs> like was, was... It was probably before September. Just wondering. Was okay. like, what? so who was popping at that time? It was like Missy Elliott. Uh, 
I can't wait till they cover <laughs> September 11th. They're not going to. Why aren't the stands named after Missy Elliott? And <laughs> like the like who work else, it. Who they else should is all bigger be on that time. It. I'll put it to ludicrous. Apparently, this is like when Araki first started to listen to hip hop. So okay. keep that in mind that this. So he's like, have you heard this hip hop stuff? All the kids are listening to it. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to remember when he started when this thing was writing. Yeah, this was being written in mid mid nineties. Mm. This was like 95, 94 started writing it, but it mm. took place oh, six so he years couldn't later. have predicted the events. He couldn't of have predicted Stop it. Missy Elliott. <laughs> anyway, why well, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on everyone else. Like that that's in all, the nineties? The only no, well the only music that I listen to now is from like two thousand one to two thousand three. That's like the well, not the only, but that's a lot of the music that I listen to is from like those couple of years in the very early two thousands. Yeah. Like anything past like 2004 get out of here i don't really listen that's what's interesting now that i think about it i don't listen to music from the 2000s pretty much at all because during that time frame i was getting into stuff that was from the 90s or 80s around then i wasn't really listening to music coming out around that time i mean i guess a few actually but they weren't like pop artists do you know what i mean i wasn't listening to pop music i listened to the nine inch nails record that came out around that time apex twin radiohead godspeed but mm. you know the, all the pop music i was really no wait a minute i guess i listened to some like grunge that came out and like new metal but i, I stopped listening to that after like, like nickelback strictly no. nickelback no like corn and limp biscuit and then i stopped that after like a year mm. um but i wasn't i don't know i wasn't like waiting for the next stained record or whatever i don't know Stained. and then all these indie bands came out between 2000 and 2010 and i just was not interested at all i was so now the ones that have stuck around and whatnot people bring up like arctic monkeys or arcade fire and i'm like i have no idea what they sound like and i'm probably not interested arcade fire is great i'm sure i I never listen to arctic monkeys and i only listen to our bands ar bands yeah hmm like the RB's house band mm-hmm. that plays when you order a chicken sandwich. Yum. Is that Arby's? No. No. <laughs> it's whatever. Who cares? Uh, like Ariana Grande? Yes. Oh, hey. There you uh, go. Arlo Guthrie? Who is that? Also, I wanted to say Ariana Grande. Folk singer. I was going to make a reference to her in this episode anyway because um, the, the Marina Grande, I'm just like Ariana Grande. We said that last time. Oh, did we? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm saying it again. All right. It's fine. You can say things twice. Thank hell, you, Mark. Hell, we do. Be nice to me now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I have a question. Yes. Yeah. Is there no word for happy in Japanese? No, there is. Oh, they so do why say, do they they, say it in English? Yeah. For fun or style. Or maybe it's a specific type of happiness that's less specific than saying ureshi or oh. whatever. I, I like Genki. to imagine that no Wait, one no, in Genki's Japan not, is happy and they Genki's don't have a word happy. for it. Wow. That's how bad it is. Genki's not happy, right? No. Just means like like animated it's like cheery person like energetic like healthy yeah. kind of thing like healthy mm, you know quite happy. Daijobu. they don't have a word for a million in japanese i'll tell you that it's mm. something like 10 10 thousands or a hundred thousand hundred ten thousands no imagination it's interesting that's not what that is no it is that's not how that works no they can't even imagine being as well do you know how many honorifics they have that we don't have how many it, it's still, is it, it's is still it, happening. Is it less than 999,999? <laughs> no, it, 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 I didn't say they can't count past uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, so... 
Um, he lives a happy life, but he's simple-minded, and that's not an insult to him. And also, he's handsome. That's a note that that's not what the narrator said. That's what I wrote down. Right. Um, <laughs> I like his look pre-Spider-Man outfit. Yeah. Same. He's got his little tummy showing. That's, he's wearing a purple beanie. That's when I decided he was cute. Was the the in the in this like backstory scenes. Um, the way his clothes are, are cut are, is very late '90s too, like mm-hmm. the silhouette. Um, narrator also says something about how like he realized that overthinking invites fear into people's hearts, um, which is that why there's so much fear in our hearts because we overthink JoJo's. But I think th- maybe. But I think <laughs> <laughs> I think Mista also like overthinks things because he he's superstitious and he's always like thinking about like i feel like he overthinks like the superstition stuff and he over and i i don't know yeah those things seem at odds that he like is afraid of the number four but he's a happy-go-lucky person who doesn't care when he gets beaten up by police it also seems like there's just too much thought and too much philosophy in this like simple life well i think things like superstitions to me are are uh, this might sound mean but they're sort of a symptom of someone who doesn't overthink things you know what i mean like if you get like Ah. philosophical dread of like what the life means and what your life's goals are that's complicated but it's simple to go oh that superstition that's right every time the number four is involved bad things happen so he's living the unexamined life i think so i don't i i disagree though because i think that if you were not overthinking you wouldn't even think about the superstition being involved in the first place you wouldn't be like this is unlucky because there's a number four you would just be like that's it that's life i gotta go you know like but, but everyone's gonna ask why like why do bad things happen you know that's well why because of why the do number people, four why does everyone think that why does everyone ask that well a common reason is god Mark, that's overthinking. Everybody's over. That's overthinking. It's not true. A lot of people are religious and they're they're simple-minded. And he's coming to like the simple solution that like, oh, bad things happen. It must be because of the number four. I think he's overthinking it. Because <laughs> then, because the, the thing with that, the thing with the number four, it's like you you're like thinking about every time that the number four has been around and you've been unlucky and you're, you're, you're tying that. things together. What do you mean I'm doing that? I, I don't think he's actually like cataloging it. I think it, he's just taking it as it comes and he's going like, yep, four again. That's the problem. He's, I don't think, I think if he stopped and said, how many times has four led me to ruin? Then, then it might fall apart. Hmm. What do you mean it would fall apart? Meaning if he sat there and said, okay, has it really been the number four? Or I guess you're saying just like a little bit, even if he's just like that time it was four, that time it was four. It is an unlucky number. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. I thought you meant something more catalog. Anyway, so then something about like when he was 17, he learned that like, again, this all sounds like overthinking. When he was 17, he learned that people that life is predetermined and something about like you walk the path that you're destined to walk. This all is like too much. I feel like it's it. This is too much. Like, why are you thinking so much about guess, philosophy when you're 17 and you're supposed to be simple minded? I don't I don't believe the narrator when they say that he's mm-hmm. simple. Yeah, maybe. I think I he's actually complex. I guess he's just not very existential or being like, what is my purpose? Like, am I doing the right thing? He's just, when it comes to his philosophy, it's just very much like, this is it. You know, like, that's the reason. And so I'm going to do what I do. And that is probably an easy way to live in a lot of ways rather than going, well, wait, is this the right thing that I'm doing? Should I have made that choice? Do I have choice? You know, like what even is for why is it bad luck? Have I ignored all of the times that four has been around and it didn't affect me? 
do I cancel out all the times that I had a good day when there was four? We're we're overthinking this. That's anyway, the point. Um, so one night, I'm telling gather around. Here's a story. One night, uh, Guido Mista is flirting with some girls, mm-hmm. and he hears a woman screaming, and he he sees and hears a woman is being assaulted in a car. Um, she's half naked and she's bloody and she's getting punched repeatedly and it's a scary sight. It's graphic too. Kind of. The show shows you more than you need to see. It, does it really? It just. It actually could have shown more. I was actually happy that if you're gonna have a rape scene, at least it's not like. Well, we. I didn't think it was super graphic and it didn't make it look sexy, which is a problem. Sometimes people will like include a rape scene and it like looks like you could just by itself it looks like hentai or something. Uh-huh. Um. Well, not hentai, not in an anime necessarily, but I just mean in general, like in real life right. movies and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that I'm just saying from a from a physical violence standpoint, like you see his fist make contact with yeah. her face several times rather than a stylized take of seeing a fist raised in the air and then, I see. you know, jump ahead to someone looking hurt. That's a good point. Yeah, it is. It, is it was just like fist hit face, fist hit yeah. face. I was like, Bleh. yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, so he sees this, he hears this, he, like, you know, he takes a look, he sees what's happening, and he, um... He intervenes. He intervenes. He pulls the guy out of the car, he punches him. Um, we notice that there are three guys in total that were in the car. I thought it was just one guy in the back seat. Yeah, it kind of looked like that, but I guess that's the point, is he didn't even yeah. think about that. He had, like, blinders on. Those guys mm-hmm. were in the front just like, so what's new with you? Yeah. And so one of the guys who was uh, like in, in one of the front seats was uh, shoots at Mista and the bullet just passes him. It just goes under his arm and like it doesn't hit him and it just fades into the darkness. And then they're, they're missing. Yeah. All start shooting him. <laughs> yeah. And, then and none a- of the bullets hit him. Everybody's shooting. Everyone's missing. What's happening here? It's, I think this kind of, this was after Pulp Fiction. I think we've talked about something else being lifted from Pulp Fiction. It was a uh, Polnareff uh, pooping and something bad always. Right. Well, there's him. that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's sort of this idea that like, you know, the narrator says when you draw your gun and you're panicked, you're just going to pull the trigger without even lining up your shot. So it's possible for people to miss. But he's saying that because that happened so many times, that's like a, that almost feels like something divine interventionist is happening, which is what happens in Pulp Fiction. A guy comes out, shoots at two other guys. He empties all six shots and they hit nothing. One guy's like, that's whatever. He just fucked up. It happens. You, you shoot somebody, you don't hit him. But Jules like, thinks it's divine intervention. Right. He thinks God hands came, came down and stopped the bullets or whatever. The trails on the bullets also reminded me of the Matrix. Yep. But he wasn't dodging oh, yeah. or anything. Right. I think it's a super cool scene and like in terms of the the bullet slow-mo but also just the concept of this guy who he thinks he's just on this path but he kind of is on a path in a way and I think he just kind of trusted it you know he is just sort mm. of like confidently like going through it and because his path is that he kills these people that he saves this woman and kills these people it doesn't matter how they shoot at him they they will miss right so that's you know, what happens. They're all shooting at him. He picks up a gun, loads it, still getting shot at. Which, by the way, that was when it got a little funny. That's when it got yeah. a little silly to me. Is like him getting like missed a bunch while moving towards them is like really cool. But then when he's stopping and calmly being like, "This goes in here," 
and this goes in here and just bullets are whizzing by at the same time that was yeah. really funny and he yeah. shoots each of them twice he also be- he beats them up first and then he shoots them i think did he i thought he just beat no, him. I, hit the one guy he punches people he punches them i think the uh the first guy he or punches, maybe, maybe, maybe maybe it's the other way around maybe they maybe he Maybe the, shoots them and then punches them. Maybe the second guy he he hits as well, but I think the third and fourth he was just like boom boom. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe he beats up one of the it guys. It was double something tap. like that. Yeah, it gives him the double tap. But uh, and the narrator is also like, "This is his first time killing, but he's okay with it." Yeah. <laughs> so unlike um, Abaccio, we don't see uh, like when he hooks up with Bruno, right? And we don't really know how he gets away with this killing, or like ends up a criminal in general we never know what happens to the girl he doesn't check on her is she okay he shot her too no (laughs) No, i'm just kidding (laughs) what happened to her um so this backstory is actually brought forward from a much later arc Mm. and they didn't bring the whole thing forward so we will hear more about it well hopefully we'll hear more about it i don't don't know but hopefully they will cover what happens to him after that? How he meets Bucciarati and what happens to the, the woman? So he does meet Bucciarati. So the woman does become a stand user. You know, I don't remember the comic well enough to say no to that. I don't, I don't, okay. I don't know. I could I was hoping, I was hoping that like you don't hear from her, but then like a couple episodes later, they're like, remember that girl he rescued? Well, actually now she rescues him mm-hmm. 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 At from the being end, raped. <laughs> at the end. I shouldn't have giggled, giggled at that. It but. was her who rescued them. Well, because it's silly to flip it in entirely inversely. Yeah. We know you, we know you're good. You know that I don't think rape is funny. We know you're good. On any gender. Shit, is this episode seven? I said episode eight up top. I'm an idiot. It's fine. Just it's to fine. edit it in post. Can just, you do that? Just take a clip of what you just said and put it right in the beginning. Mm-hmm, just in the mm-hmm. very beginning, it starts with, I'm an idiot. This is episode eight. Or whatever. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to give you a clean recording of the number seven? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Seven. A little bit less. Seven. Like in between somewhere. Seven. <laughs> okay. Um, Perfect. So, I also I just wrote that he would be deaf because at one point they're shooting so close to him that he would also just be deaf. Maybe that's why he wears that hat because it covers his ears and he's like, these don't work anyway. <laughs> I can barely hear a goddamn thing. Mm. Um, also, I love that the organ... Uh, starts playing um i think it's during this scene or a little bit after actually i think yeah you know what it's actually later on it's in the fight i don't really like timestamp my notes there's i think when uh sale is talking there's That's like his a, name sale sale is it like um, ballet sale son sale um there's like a organ music starts playing <laughs> and uh no i've no one on the no one no one got that besides me and, and i was her. hoping you'd get it you didn't react at first i was like come on um what did the organ was it like like bum 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 no it was just like evil sounding organ music when uh Saleh's talking about Kraftwerk. Oh. so you guys remember i told you what Saleh meant is it short for salieri means no get the fuck out it means salad <laughs> it means salt so uh, he's salt mario zucchero ooh. is sugar so salt and sugar it's salt, bay. salt bay salt <laughs> bay bay um anyway jackie what, what so happens? now, now, okay, so we're done with the cutscenes now. We go to the future in 1999. Now, right. 2001. Now oh, we're sorry. in the, now we're on the truck and, uh, I don't know, I was like not paying attention, but I think that, 
um, our friend Mista uh, sees the stand. Well, the guy that He's is driving at the truck driver, and we were debating whether the truck driver was the stand. Yeah, yeah I was. I was, was wrong. <laughs> I I had a feeling it wasn't him. And you guys it, said it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, and then what? And then he goes. I forget what he says to him, but he realizes that Saleh's the bad guy. He shoots he shoots Saleh, who's on top of the truck. In the yes. face. In the face. Yes, in the forehead. In the forehead. There's a hole in his head. But he's fine. Like. But he's fine. He's, he's like I mean, he's not fine. He's bleeding, but he's alive. Well, yeah. before he like gets back up, you know, uh, Mista shoots him in the head and then just starts talking to himself about something. He's like, anyway, I had to kill you. Like, he's so casual about it now. Yeah. He's just like, meh, I didn't want to have to, but I figured it was you. Who cares? But then he's like, <gasps> and then he gets up and then he, he says something to Mista says something to him. And then Mista in his head is like, shit, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that. I should have said something cool. I was supposed to say something cool there. Yeah. He was like, how are you alive? Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he realizes that he starts to realize some things about this guy's abilities, Saleh's abilities. So one, his hand is now stuck to the truck. Whose hand? You mean you mean uh, Mista's hand? Mista's left hand is stuck to the truck. Well, that's because uh, Saleh says to him, like, hey, I counted your bullets. I'm pretty sure you're out. Right. You have to reload. Right, because the, bullet, the bullets, he, he shoots at him and the bullets are just floating in the air. Right. He shoots four bullets at him, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, three. Well, three after he shot him in the head. So yeah, he gets back up. Um, he gets shot at three more times. Uh, his stand pops out and blocks them. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when uh, Saleh is like, "You're gonna have to reload. You shot two back there at the Marianas Trench, and now at Ariana Grande, y- you've shot right at 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 uh, Taco Bell uh, something Grande. I wish I would have thought of that first. Um, oh. I think I said it last week." Uh, so then, yeah, he's like, shit, I do have to reload. And that's when his left hand is stuck and the truck driver cannot remove his hands from the steering wheel. And I think he's assumed that his foot is stuck on the gas pedal. He mentions it later. Yeah. He couldn't move his feet. This is like that movie speed starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, but not really. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like if Dennis Hopper was like, once this bus goes over 55 miles an hour. Your foot is stuck to it. <laughs> so it's, a, it's almost the same, but it's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the two heroes do make out at the end, just like speed. Nice. We do learn also at this point um, when his stand, when um, Saleh's stand comes out, um, that the stand is called Arts and Crafts, which is, as we've mentioned, what is it? Craft House or whatever? Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk. Craft <laughs> House sounds very German, though, <laughs> I will say. Kraftwerk. Um so yeah so he's like you don't got any more bullets you got to reload yeah you said that all you said all that you said all that you said all that let's see what else we got what else we got um so he uh, oh oh oh. when he when he goes back when so after he talks to the guy and he goes back up to the roof um uh saleh is like uh why did you think that i told you why why did you think why do you think that i told you that you ran out of bullets do you think i'm just a nice guy no, I knew you were, you know, there was no way for you to escape because the car was never going to stop. The truck was never going to stop or mm. whatever. That's what he says. And this is, he has the bullets floating above him now, right? Yes. They're, they're stopped. They're fixed in the air. And um, Mista's thinking to himself, he's like, they're, you know, they're floating in the air. His The bullet that's in his head is just affixed to his head. It doesn't go, it didn't penetrate all the way through. It just got far enough. And like the end of the bullet is still visible basically ew yeah 
Um, and um, Saleh's like, he was like, you know, it was up in the air whether or not um, Polpo's fortune existed. You know, we, we thought maybe it was just a rumor. We were taking our chances with this. But the fact that you're attacking me tells me that it definitely exists because otherwise like why the fuck would you care that i'm on this island you know? right and, well and at first i was like no you're the attacker what are you talking about but then i realized no actually he wasn't if the fortune yeah. wasn't there they wouldn't have really come to the island at all mm-hmm. you know they would have just been like whatever that guy's although i guess if there's a gangster out there who knows about you you gotta kill him no i don't i don't even think it's that i think it's the fact it is the fact that they're attacking him because why are they attacking him? They're ta- attacking him because he wants to get the fortune. He wants to kill them for the fortune. I don't get I what his plan is because he has to find out where the fortune is still. I'm, I'm just saying they wouldn't have even come to the island, Jackie. That's all I'm saying. Th- that is true. You know, what did you say, Miles? Like, what is his plan exactly? Like, he has to keep at least one of them alive. Why? Because he doesn't know where the fortune is. Only one of them knows where the fortune is. That's Only, true. He um, just has to leave Bruno alive, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bruno. yeah. I think it might only it might only be Bruno who knows. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, and more importantly, you know, when someone attacks you, you gotta kill him. I'm just like, like both these guys are attacking a group of six people by themselves. It just seems short sighted. Who are all stand users? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's you know that why that's why there was one on the boat, one on the island. Yeah. One on the boat, two in the moat. You know what I mean? It doesn't really count as a mode. It's the ocean. Another bullet shows up. That's what I have written down. Right. So uh, I think, I, I don't remember, how is Saleh going to attack uh, Mista and then Mista quickly reloads? Do you remember, do you know what I'm talking about? How is Saleh going to attack him and he forces him uh, and, and Mista uses the sex pistol stands? They drop bullets in from for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, there's like two of them in one chamber somehow. Yeah, but why does he have to quickly reload? When he comes back up and, and, and Saleh gives his whole plan, like what then forces Mista's hand to reload in a creative way? I'm looking it up. Because I don't fucking know. Uh, okay. It's just because Saleh has his stand throw a punch at Mista. I assume he just doesn't want to show his hand yet because he already captured and, and stopped three bullets. So I don't know why he doesn't just like reflect bullets back at Mista. But when Mista gets back on the truck, the important thing is... That's when Saleh has Kraftwerk throw a punch at him and Mista quickly defies, you know, because Saleh said, you can't reload because I stuck one of your hands to the truck. But Mista has sex pistols jump out of, I don't know, his face out of his mask or something because he looks down at the open cylinder and a few more bullets uh, drop back in. Where does it, don't they stay in the gun? Uh, what, what the, the sex pistols? Yeah. Yeah, they get in front of the bullet. We talked about that so they can j- ride it while it's fired. Yeah, so they were in there. Oh, where does he get the bullets is what you're asking? Yeah, well, I think when he's done shooting this, the, I think he like uh, vanishes his stand. You know what I mean? I think he like disappears it. Right. And then when he needs them, they come back out. But in this case, I think they helped guide bullets back into the gun. Mm. Um, and this is when Mista shoots another bullet at him. Uh, wow. Another bullet shows up, shoots him, calls off, tr- falls off truck. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, Kraftwerk thinks he got all the bullets, but in reality... Yeah, the the sex pistols kick them and it hits him in the... The bullet hits him in the neck. Right. And that causes Saleh to fall off the truck. Yes. And the truck driver regains control. Yeah, because Mista is like, now that he's out of range, 
I can take my hand off this handle. And he can get four of his bullets back. Oh, really? Yeah, he gets his bullets back. Oh, I missed that. Um, because they're no longer floating there, so he can pull them back. So they were no longer floating? They landed on a moving truck and stayed there? No, I, I think don't know, he just had four bullets left. He gets them later. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But it looked yeah. like he has four bullets. I thought it would have been funny if he was like, oh, no, I can let go of my left hand, and he just fell off the truck. <laughs> that would have been good comedy. <laughs> um. Uh, only one way to defeat. I don't know why I wrote that. So he, I think at this point he tells the truck driver to just make his way up the hill Um, and just get away from Saleh. No, I think, doesn't he tell him to go back down to where his friends are? Not yet. Not yet. That's later. Yeah. So he tells the driver to keep driving. uh, And this is when he realizes that he only has four bullets, which is unlucky and he doesn't like that because it's unlucky and this is what's weird is it's like does that already mean it's a sign of unluckiness to him or if he throws a bullet away is he good or should he keep one bullet in his back pocket away from the revolver and then it's not as bad also is revolver a reference to the beatles album mm-hmm. oh um anyway uh i was gonna say like what kind of rounds uh, is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band chambered to fire, but it, it's too cumbersome. Edit point. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Jorno is doing some tracking detective work. He's looking for, he's like, he sees blood on the road. I think he, he sees tracks and he's like, this guy. Yeah, he doesn't really do anything though. He's like, they went up the hill. I need to find a car to get up there. And then we never see him until the end of the episode. Yeah. Right. And, and then, um, Mista, back to Mista, he's talking about what he should do now, now that he knows that uh, Saleh can stop the bullets with Kraftwerk, and he's like, what if he's vulnerable inside his mouth? Because I shot him in the head, and as the bullet went through his skin, he stopped it before it could get further. But if I shoot him in his mouth, maybe he can't stop things from inside himself, which I guess makes... But we know he can stop things inside himself, because the bullet that shot him in the head stopped. Uh But I think that might be because it reached through the opening that it made. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Let me do I some see. role playing. I think it's like if the bullet went in here, it made a divot, and then immediately while it's still going, Kraftwerk is like, Boop, like mm. in the same in the same hole. We're gonna upload the Zapruder film of what Mark just did uh, for our premium listeners, right? And then we'll upload the real video. They only show the presidents of the United States. Um, if you guys want to know more about that, look up uh, John F. Kennedy. He was a president. There was a second podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, we have a, a remote podcaster on the grassy knoll recording audio for us. Uh, this is stupid. Uh, so I don't understand this, right? Because we already know from part three and even part four that stands can reach in mouths. I guess the excuse is that Mista doesn't know that. but they can think, also reach in butts, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Do, don't forget. Think about Crazy Diamond. In episode one, like episode one, okay, the first fight in Crazy Diamond or whatever the fuck it's called. Diamond is Unbreakable. Uh, you know, Josuke swallows a chopped up rubber glove and then when Aqua Necklace gets inside his body, he has Crazy Diamond punch through his mouth, repair it. But I guess he also could heal himself later. They also go in someone's brain. Yeah, but the thing I'm actually thinking more clearly of is that Star Platinum stops Jotaro's heart. Right. Without having to punch a cavity into his body. Mm-hmm. Somehow his, his stand goes through things. Remember he steals the jewelry at one point because Steely Dan makes him you know, in, in I I don't know. Maybe Star Platinum is is just so good, but I don't know why Mista assumes that just because something is inside Saleh's body, he can't 
stop it from moving. Well, he turns out to be wrong. Yeah, it's it's the only idea he's got. I don't know, man. Yeah. So, um, so Mista basically tells the truck driver like a million different things, and truck driver's all confused because first he tells him, uh, "Go back, go back the other way, go back down. My friend's down there." Does he mean the bullet? I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. That. that- this is friends down there that might be later but and then and then he tells him to stop and then he tells him to whatever whatever and then um when he tells him to stop our friend Saleh is across the road like on the other side like far off on the road he's floating he's floating or he looks like he's floating right so how did that happen and then he grabs a bunch of rocks and throws them into the air but the pieces uh they freeze in the air this is cool. It, it is, is cool. I don't really cool. understand his power. I have but problems. I think it's cool. I have problems. This rock climbing power. thing is cool. Yeah, although uh, for those of you who have read part seven, this kind of makes me think Catch the Rainbow isn't that cool. Maybe I need to reread it, but I thought Catch the Rainbow was so cool, and then rewatching this, I'm like, wait a minute. Anyway. Wait, is this cooler than Catch the Rainbow? What's Catch the Rainbow? Catch the Rainbow as a stand is cooler looking. And it is drawn really cool. What is that a reference to? I don't know. I might be Skittles? saying I might be saying it wrong. Not is taste, it taste the, rainbow. the rainbow. Something with rainbows. It, is part seven sponsored it, by Skittles? It's about walking on something in a similar way, but this is better. I think. Here's my thing with this stand, though. If you can just stop things from moving, why not stop people from moving? Yeah. Uh, or uh, say, Miles, say I uh, reach into your forehead and I please don't part of your skull i just stop it from moving uh-huh. but you're still moving you're on a truck now the piece of your skull could be going uh, through your head or something you know or what if i i mean i guess you have to get inside someone which at one point you know at some point that would just be bad enough but yeah you know he could affix his shoe in place and then he'd break his ankle as his shoe tries to stay behind or something i guess we're not all as cruelly inventive as you mark yeah mark yeah, yeah mark <laughs> well i think about this stuff a lot like I heard a neutron, overthinking it. a neutron star, I remember reading as a kid, is uh-huh. the size of a pinhole, mm-hmm. but it weighs as much as like an aircraft carrier. As your mother. So if you were to hold a neutron star in your hand, I figured out, now you, obviously you couldn't, it's burning hot gas, but if it were a solid object, it would be so heavy that it would just sink and cut right through your hand. And then right through your leg or through the floor and just keep on sinking. When you read that as a child, did Uh it haunt you for the rest of your years? Yeah, but not in like a sad, creepy way. More like a, that is so cool (laughs) kind of way that it's followed me. That is cool. Yeah. So I just in Science Pod with Mark. Right. Cue the music. Uh, I have another science fact. Go for it. Did you know Mark backwards is cram? Yep. This has been Science Pod with Miles. Right, Miles or Salim. Mm-hmm. Salim. Sim Salabim. Anyway. 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 <laughs> uh, so we're, where Ooh. are we right now? Um, so yeah, so he, he climbs those rocks. Do you, you say yes. that? He climbs those, those rock fragments and he gets closer to the part of the highway they're on. And now Mista's like, drive. And the truck driver's like, I'm so confused. Yeah, because he keeps telling this truck driver to stop and start. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, I won't hurt you. In fact, I'll even reward you. But drive this motherfucking truck or I will shoot you. And Mista starts tapping bullets. Not Mista, Saleh. Saleh, that's his name. Saleh starts tapping bullets. There's a floating bullet in front of him. And it's pointing towards uh, Mista and the truck. And he takes his finger and he just starts tapping on it it's a really cool it's much cooler than that sound it's like a metallic sort of ping Mm -hmm. ping sound 
and then it continues as they talk. I think it's great because it kind of increases tension. Yeah. You know? And but I don't it, get it. So the idea is that you're giving it a kinetic force, you're transferring kinetic energy, mm-hmm. but your stand is keeping it still. So it still has all this energy stored in it, like potential energy, almost like gravity, yeah. but from the side, whatever side you push it on. Um, so then when your stand releases it, all of that potential energy turns into kinetic energy again and it flies in whatever direction you were pushing it. Yeah, if you pushed it like exactly in the same direction each time. Right, which is why he then says, I can't hit it too hard or it's obvious what I'm doing or it might fly wildly in a direction. But even then, I mean, the reason why bullets come out of guns that have rifled, barrow, uh, rifled um, barrels and stuff like that is because they need to spin and fly a certain way in order to shoot straight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. taking a bullet out of context like that and just forcing it to go a direction it would just it would curve in the wind and go some fucking nonsense place but i guess he's shooting him from close enough that maybe it doesn't matter i think it could still go straight up sideways like back in the day with muskets they would make barrels that were too big for the musket balls and there would be times where you'd shoot a musket and say someone on your side is a little bit forward the ball could come out almost sideways and hit somebody on your side Oh, because the ball just rattled around inside the barrel and then the force bounced it out sideways. So, I I mean, you know, it's a stand. I don't know, but this is, and I think a lot of our listeners probably know this. A lot of our listeners play video games, but they use this exact concept in Zelda breath of the wild. (gasps) There's a thing you get where you freeze stuff and then you hit it with the sword as link. And then when you turn it off, it flies around the exact same thing. Do you think they stole it from JoJo's? Absolutely. Mm. No, not really. I mean, maybe. Anyway, so he taps the bullet and then he lets it go and it shoots Mista in the stomach. And I was worried for him. I was like, oh no, this is it. Mista's dead and it's all because he had four bullets. I knew it. That's what I was thinking. But he survives. I know he does survive. But I thought that he was going to die because I'm a genius and I was like, he's going to die from the number four because that's his unlucky number. Are you still on the... One of these six people has to die train. I think that until we, I can't rule it out until they get the fortune and divide the fortune because there's, I I still think that there's too many people to divide the fortune. I think that, I think that Bruno or whoever, it could be any of them actually, any of them can turn on the rest, Mm. but, um, once like they they just need to all be alive until they get the fortune or until they at least clear off any danger right so and um, at least for right now we know that this stand user needs to die so once this stand user is gone then they can go get the fortune actually yeah if one of the other ones turns on bruno then they would need to keep bruno alive obviously and keep them all alive until the end um or it could just be bruno's trying to get the fortune and and let and they'll help him um I don't know. I don't know if we can trust these guys is all I'm saying. And I can't. And I think it's it's way like I think really, Bruno, how are you really going to invite five guys to split the money with when you could have invited like two other guys? Like, I mean, is it split the money three ways? Is it explicitly stated that it will be split amongst them? Yes. Or is it just it is? Yeah. Oh, OK. I think uh, so. Yeah. He's, he's the, the boss. You know what I mean? He could say like this is part of our, our organization and how it works. And I decide who gets the money and who doesn't. And Why would they help him? Because he saved their lives. All right. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. We'll see. We'll see. Let's take a break. Why? Because I want to. Okay. We're back. Going to talk about the rest of the episode now. Thank you for waiting, by the way. I know that that was a long time. 
That was like five to ten minutes. They're not going to notice because you're going to edit it all out. No, I'm leaving it in. Mark was bleeding that whole time. I was bleeding from the stomach as we talked about. It was like stigmata, but for Guido Mista. Um, I got, got, do you, did you guys think that Guido was like, I wish he Mista me with that bullet? Yeah. Did you guys feel Mista that way? Yeah, I felt that, that way. Bullshit. Mista me with that bullshit. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, so from he- 2009 artist Kendrick Lamar. No. Um, <laughs> from old classic rock artist. Kendrick Lamar. I heard Kendrick Lamar in Q1043 the other day. It's I, how old are we getting? Um so yeah, so he gets shot in the stomach and um I think Mista tries to shoot or something but his aim isn't great. I don't know because he says bad luck and I have bad luck. Well, he's just talking about the fact that he got shot is like a failure and he's like it's cuz I had four bullets. Bad but luck. he looks at it in a positive light. He's like, "Well, at least this is the worst that can happen cuz now I have one bullet." Uh, right. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, right. And then, um, oh yeah, now he only has one bu- bullet. Yeah. And so he's like, then, then he tells, uh, Saleh, he's like, Hey man, I only have this one bullet. This is the last one. I only have this one. He's like, this bullet. is, this is going to be the important one that tells me if I can win or not. If I can't, if I'm wrong, then, well, I'm in trouble. This is, this is my, my last, last shot. And he's saying it out loud to make Saleh complacent. Saleh's like, why Why do I care? It's your last bullet. You're fucking, I'm going to stop it in the air anyway. Who cares? Yeah, you could shoot, a, he says something like, you could shoot a hundred bullets at me and I'd stop yeah. them all. But he's he's figuring that Saleh will let his guard down. Right. So then it's his last bullet. He fires the bullet and not all, are all six uh, sex pistols on it or is it only a few? Just no, no, no. There's like two or three on it, um, and he and uh, Sally can tell that it's going to go in his stomach. I mean, in his mouth. So stomach. he opens his mouth wide. He goes, Ugh. "Yep." Opens his mouth, and uh, that's it. Yeah, he gets shot he's, in the mouth and dies. He <laughs> no, he's, he, he like swallows it, and he's clearly affected yeah. by it. Yeah, he's he's going like. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. He probably just swallowed it, but it was it's fine because he stopped it. Or maybe it like pierced his throat a little bit, but he's yeah. fine. It yeah. doesn't. It also doesn't taste good, probably. Mm. Yeah, true. All that lead. Does he wait? Does that mean he also eats the little bullet stand too? No. Well, fine. they pop up a little later. They didn't go into the acid of his stomach. Peristalsis did not take place. I've decided. Um, Would stomach acid affect a stand? I mean, it's acid. I don't know what affects. Stands. I think stands are more powerful than. Anything. I don't know. I mean, there's corrosive goo in, in past JoJo chapters that hurts your hand when mm. your stand touches. No, that's your stand touching your hand directly. Yeah, I don't know. Have I seen stands get... Whatever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> um, anyway. We either have seen that type of thing happen or will because everything ever has happened in JoJo. <laughs> um, also, yeah. by the way, I meant to say that I, th- I don't think it's now. I think it's before. When the two sex pistols kick the bullet into Solid, they both go yeehaw when they like reveal that they're riding it. Oh, that's And I love do. that so yeah. much. And I love that they high five. They're um, cute. They split the bullet. Right. So this is what happens here is he's like, yeah, I swallowed it, but who cares? My stand can still stop it even if it's inside my mouth. Oh, because yeah, when he shoots it at his mouth, he opens it. And the sex, bu- sex pistols are like, he opened his mouth for us. Yeah. Mm. And they're suspicious too. They're, they're like, like uh, I guess we just have to go for it. Yeah. They uh-huh. seem autonomous. A little bit. Yeah. There's some stands that are a bit autonomous. They Well, you know, right. We already knew that. They each have like their own personality too. Right. And then, so basically Saleh is like, I'm going to shoot the bullet back at you. And then he goes to shoot the bullet back at, uh, at Mista but we see that the bullet actually has all six sex pistols riding mm-hmm. on top One, two, of three, it. One, two, three, five, seven. 
one, two, three, five, seven. Uh, well, no, one, two, three, five, six, seven, right? Oh, yeah. I think six is an unlucky number, so I never said Oh, it. right, because six sounds like sex, and you don't like that. Mm-hmm. That's unlucky. why I call them the nothing pistols. Right. Um, <laughs> right. What about fuck, though? Would fuck, fuck pistols would be still yes. non-grata? Okay. Yes. I think if, if the actual band was called the fuck pistols, then there would be five bullets, because f- five sounds like fuck. But not in Japanese, it don't. What is sex and six? They don't sound the same in Japanese either. Roku doesn't sound Is that like not what sex. I said? I thought I just said they don't sound the same in Japanese. Is it called six? Oh, I get it. I get it. Six I get and it. sex, five and fuck is what I'm saying. Yes, you're right. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'm probably not right. I, I, I disagree with myself it, now. It's, but anyway. It's late. Um, I'm tired. Yeah, we all are. Uh, so yeah, they, they're all on the bullet and they kind of curve it around a bunch. And I think Kraftwerk tries to block it, but somehow they had split the bullet. The sex pistols split the bullet in half. And Saleh is thinking to himself like, wait, but this isn't gonna, he's basically something to the effect of like, that's not going to be enough, you know, cause they split the bullet. It's not going to, it's not like it's going to be two rounds, you know, like it's, it's weaker. And then he's like, so where are they aiming for? And he's like, oh, they're not aiming there, are they? And it bum, tur- bum, bum. turns out one of the halves goes into the existing wound in his head. They aimed it that way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. And pushes the bullet a little bit deeper into his little brain. Right. What happened to the other half, though? Yeah, I, I, How does the other half live? Hmm. I think it just fell on the ground. Oh. Um, this is still weird to me, though, because I guess... I guess it was the uh, like the cross up that that like affected Kraftwerk because part of me is like, well, just because it didn't touch the skin, I guess. Okay, I guess if there were no hole there, the slowness of a bullet having to go through skin and flesh gives Kraftwerk enough time to touch it and freeze it. But in this case, it just goes straight to the back of a bullet, and he doesn't have time to freeze it. That's what I think. Uh, yeah, I think that his freezing power has a little bit of a delay. So if I try to stop, because like that bullet got into his head, he probably tried to stop it before it got near him. Right. But there was a little bit of a delay. So maybe it slows it and then it ends up piercing his head. Or maybe it just, maybe there's just a, a, a reaction time delay. Yeah, I think you're right. I think because that's, that's also why he gets shot two other times, you know, once in the leg before. Yeah. And then he swallows the bullet and he still hurts him. Yeah. Otherwise he would just stop them outside his body mm-hmm. if he were fast enough. Or he needs to have a flesh wound in order to feel it or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But but he gets it in his head and it makes it go deeper in his head. And then he just kind of stops staring for a while. And then he just, blah, and he dies. <laughs> his like eyes right. cross and he just. It's the longest like that character is dead but standing up uh, yeah. thing I've ever seen. It's extremely long. I think it took him a while to die, but it it, it was weird. Because it was like, he didn't look like he was in he the process he, he of dying. It was just like, like, just flipped a switch and now he's dead. He didn't really die. He is almost dead. Because when he lays down in his blood, he shakes a bit. And Mista is like, all right, well, I'm not supposed to kill you anyway. So let's go back home. And then he tells the truck driver to turn around and go back to Mariana, whatever. And uh, as they're going back, I forget what what happens here. Does the, the he doesn't meet Giorno, right? Is Giorno still trying to find him? No, he drags Sale into this building, and then the truck driver's like, 
hate that guy for ordering me around. If he ever tries it again, I'm going to show him. And then Giorno shows up and he's like, hey, I need you to drive me to the top of the hill. And he threatens him by punching the dashboard really hard. Is that supposed to be funny because he is late to the party? Because It's supposed um, to be funny because the truck driver is just like this hapless guy whose life is not in his control because there are people with magical powers who live in his town. Right. But also, why does Jorna want to go up the, the hill? Does he still right. think that Mista's up there? I think he does. I yeah. think he, he's going to try to save his friend. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's also funny because he's late. Yeah, it's like a weird thing to do in a plot to have them have like like bad communication and one of them's going to go where the other one already was. Yeah, I yeah. found it annoying because like what's going to like in the next episode they're going are they going to be like where would Jorno go? Yeah. And then he's they don't have cell phones, but he should have been like but where are you, you know. Yeah. That kind of thing. And he's just going to be lost mm-hmm. behind them in, for the rest of this arc. In Capri. Also, I had wanted to say something else that I liked. Oh, Maybe yeah. Maybe we'll never see Giorno again or after this. didn't like. <laughs> I forget what it was. It was a cool episode. Lots of cool graphics happening um, during the fight and in the flashback. Uh, I like Mista. Yeah, I like Mista a lot. I think his power is pretty consistent, which I like about it. Um, I like that he has a gun. Yeah, I just like that his power is like... the. It, it's a simple life. It's a simple power. Right. They can curve bullets and split bullets and whatever. And and the villain, even though I have problems with how do you tap a floating fragment to go straight, his power is pretty simple too. Um, you can freeze things in air. Um, and I enjoy things like that. Not that they're... Not about being simplicity, but sticking to their own rules, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, he has the second ability coming in, but it's still based on the fact that he can freeze things. Right. I also like Guido. I like that he likes wine and cheese. I also like wine and cheese. Yeah. There was not, I don't think there was anything in in this episode that was, um, uh, I don't know what the word is. I was going to say unrealistic, but I mean, of course, there's a lot of things in this episode that are unrealistic, but there was nothing I think that was like... There's no like blatant bullshit. There's nothing that's like, wait, how the fuck does that work? This goes against the rules of... uh, Standum. Yeah. Yeah. That goes against the rules of like anything that this... But no, everything like... This one made sense, right? This one made sense. Yeah. And and that is why I think... I think the stand thing I'm talking about, that consistency is why... Um, now, of course, the question becomes with Jojo, like, how long can you do that? You know, how long can you have stands that work because they're mostly pretty simple? Mm. You know? So got to make them crazy. Yeah. Not just are you running out of ideas, but, are, you know, is Araki going to be like, well, let's do something weird, you know? Um, but I like it either way. I like when it's complete nonsense and we have to figure it out like a puzzle. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Should have mentioned it up top, but if you want to write... Should have mentioned it up top. Should have known better than to cheat a friend and waste the chance that I'd been given. If you want to write to us, you can email jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Please uh, rate and review us on on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Keep in mind, your review does not have to be review. You could just write in there like what your favorite stand is. Rate, rate and review uh, us as people. You can just give us five stars and only five stars and then ri- write in there your favorite stand. And that's what I want to see on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And I will be checking and this will be on the test. Um, we're also on Spotify and everywhere else if this isn't where you like to listen to it already. For some reason on Spotify, if you want to find us, you have to put the apostrophe. So it has to be Jojo apostrophe at bizarre podcast if you type jojos with with like nothing between if it's just j-o-j-o-s all together 
then you won't find us. Right. It's stupid. The Spotify's podcast thing is still pretty new, but it's so convenient. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.